Hello and welcome to Kicking Balls, the podcast where two 20-something Americans give out a whole lot of opinions on soccer as if they're fact. Match day 13. A midweek match week, which always kind of freaks me out. I like forget that there are like real games that happen. Let's see. Of these results, what what did we see? Chelsea lost to Wolves. This is what I wrote down. Chelsea lost to Right. Wolves. Chelsea did Chelsea did lose to Wolves. And then I actually did want to talk about City a little bit. Um, both in that game and then also in the 1-0. Uh, win with Southampton in both of those games from both of the two match weeks that we're going to discuss. I, I came to a bit of a realization um, oh, watching them against this Southampton. And I've been waiting to hear um, what it is. I don't know how much about, I'm not like a hundred percent sure this is true. It's just like something that hadn't occurred to me. And I want to, I want to, I want to sit with it a little bit. I want to think about it. I want to see. And, and yesterday's result against Arsenal, like kind of goes against this, but I, I have a theory. And I don't know if this is accurate. I don't know if this is giving people too much credit or me just being like thinking positively. I don't know. But considering how the last two years in particular, actually the last three years, the two years they won the league and last year as well, City's whole game plan, they haven't had a strong enough defense to be able to rely on a clean sheet right? So they couldn't just win one, nothing like they couldn't rely on the fact that one goal was going to win them a game, right? Because they, they didn't have the defensive solidity and the, you know, the back line that was going to be solid enough to like make them feel confident that their defense could hold down a clean sheet. Right. And I know this sounds silly seeing as Ederson won the golden glove last year for clean sheets, but like, bear with me guys. I know like statistics and like numbers aside I don't think that those clean sheets came from the defense being good but the fact that Pep's whole business is possession City just the past three years City's whole game plan was keep the ball the whole game if the other team doesn't have the ball they can't test your shaky defense you have the ball the whole time and you have to score a lot of goals because if you do are playing a counter attack team whether it's Tottenham or whoever else they only have to get the ball one or once or twice to really hurt you so City's whole strategy the last three years has been keep the ball and score a lot of goals, right? Like we saw a lot of two nothings, three nothings, four nothings. The, um, of course, the six nothing that Chelsea fans hate to hear about. Um, you know what I mean? Like the, the, they scored lots of goals. And I feel like now that they do have defensive solidity and sort of a solid back line that they feel confident can keep a clean sheet, there's less urgency to score as many goals mm. because they can win one nothing. And this is total speculation. I might be totally pulling this out of my ass and just like, cause I do, we do obviously have finishing issues, right? Like obviously like, first of all, Aguero not being, not playing like Aguero is good at nothing if he's not good at finishing from inside the box, right? Like, but clearly Sterling is having finishing issues. Gabby Jesus has nowhere near the numbers we'd want him to have. Like, obviously there are finishing issues, but I do think that chances and sort of like shots taken also, I haven't looked at these statistics, but I feel like we're just less aggressive than we were in the past. Part of this is we're playing a lot with double pivots. Again, I feel like that's an, uh, that's a sort of a shift away in perspective and sort of like tactic to focus more defensively rather than offensively. 
and I, and it hadn't occurred to me at all until this week, but I do sort of feel like that could be a contributing factor to the fact that there's no city scoring nowhere near the amount of goals that they've scored in past years. It's really obvious that they're defensively solid in a way that they have not ever been in, in like the past couple of seasons. And so I just, it's something that, that maybe is a subconscious thing. And again, is like totally conjecture on my part, but I just feel like that could be a contributing factor. I see that. I can understand why you think that. I also think the games of city that I have watched, they can't finish in front of goal. Like they they can't finish in front of goal, but they aren't able, like, I'm not saying, I think that your point is that they're not used to playing with a good defense, which Mm -hmm. I think is very true Mm -hmm. because coming into this year, everyone was like the big issue with that city has had in the past has been their defense and they haven't Mm -hmm. been able to figure it out. I do Mm -hmm. think they have a good defense this year. But also they're not finishing. Like I do, I no, think it's no, probably I a agree. combination of the like, two. Like I think, I don't think it's only this idea, but I do feel like even when, and, and the other thing is that like Pep doesn't seem to be like that worried about the finishing thing. Like, I don't know. It might be because of, it might just be because of personnel. Right? It might be like, okay, like Aguero's not in, like we're kind of just like, we're getting there. And again, maybe they're getting going again. Year. They did score four goals yesterday. <laughs> Against, may I say, Arsenal, who whose defense, honestly, I don't even know who wore okay, backs yesterday. Honestly, one was the goalie, our young goalie. But what I'm saying up. is, but what they I'm saying have is the personnel to sh- even if not even that, even if you're saying, okay, Arsenal's a trash team right now. Like <laughs> hey. City didn't City didn't put four past West Brom. Like, you know what I mean? Like Well, right, which when then come back to their finishing ability. It's I a finishing. Like no, it, there definitely is. There definitely is a problem in consistency with finishing. I'm not really debating that. Like that's yeah. pretty clear to anyone that's watching a city game recently. Yeah. I just wonder if there is a sh- is a shift in mindset also within the players that sort of they're not as somewhat about contributes it. to it. I mean, I don't. I don't want to go out there and say like Raheem Sterling doesn't want to score a ton of goals because he like for sure wants to score a ton of goals. So, but like, I just think that there's maybe it could be a, the defensive solidity being new and sort of the confidence in your back line could sort of impact the way that the rest of the team functions in a way. And again, I this literally occurred to me like less than a week ago. So, I mean, I want to sit with it a little more. I want to watch a few more games with it on my mind and see what I think. I might, you know, watch City play on Boxing Day and be like, "Just kidding! Don't think that at all." But well, they're playing Newcastle out there, so and, it'll be interesting to see them. Yeah, it might be a good team actually to judge because they're not a top team. Yeah, so you might get who knows. But um, that's. The only update I really have on my city thoughts, everything else that I've said in weeks past regarding personnel and tactics pretty much still stand, but um, that was the only new thought I had from the past week. If we're talking about personal teams, Arsenal is not doing well. Uh, they tied <laughs> Southampton, which honestly they should have lost. So like I'm, Southampton's good. Arsenal is another good. red card. Table. What is with the red cards another at red Arsenal? Card. Honestly, I forget. Gabrielle got this one. I don't even. It's you know. What it's the hard red to keep track. Issue is the problem is that they're immature and undisciplined, and they get frustrated. Like honestly, like 
there should be no reason that you're getting a red. I don't know if we would have beaten Southampton, but they were putting the pressure on up until that red card. We can't score, okay? No one can score in front of the goal for Arsenal. But we were creating chances. So like the probability of scoring was slightly high until you get a red card and then you just get screwed. Um, Honestly, we kind of looked good against Everton midweek or over the weekend. That was over the weekend. Yeah, goodness, there's too many games. Um, We honestly looked like not good, but like better. Um, Aubameyang wasn't in, but I think that having Ninketia, Pepe, and Saka, just like a youthful top line, I don't know. Someone needs to just be able to finish in front of the goal. And I think that like, we have to throw out some like Lacazette. Sorry, I know you scored against City in the game yesterday, but see, yeah, William, why the hell did we sign you for three years? Like, stupid. Um, I don't think the problems are Teta. I just think that like the like the club is just like falling apart. Honestly, I don't care what happens this season, and hopefully, they can do something good to keep moving forward. But honestly, who are they playing? They're playing Chelsea this weekend. Honestly, like Christian Pulisic would have to get like injured and like actually half their team would have to get injured for us to be able to win. <laughs> so um, yeah, sadly. Tough life of an Arsenal fan these days. Um, um, Tottenham. Okay. What a fun game that was. <laughs> Who do you even root for? You hate both of them. Yeah, that's that was a problem. Um, and I will preface this by saying, no, hell did not freeze over. You might want to check out your window to see if pigs are flying, but I am about to be complimentary to Liverpool. Shocking, I know. Hold on But here. when they're playing Tottenham, it's allowed. No, 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 no. I'm going to be complimentary <laughs> about them, like, kind of in general. Um, Damn. <laughs> no, the world is not ending. You are not dreaming. You did hear that just come out of my mouth. And you're going to keep hearing it. Um, I was not surprised really by the outcome of this game. I expected Liverpool to win um, despite the form that Tottenham has been in. And I think that this, there's a primary reason for this. And let me explain it. And this sort of is again, I've had to like psych myself up the whole day, like to say nice things about Liverpool, but here we are. Um, I think that ultimately Liverpool and Tottenham are both teams that are at their very best on the counterattack, right? Like yeah, they are the most dangerous when they are quick breaking the opposite direction with their fast guys, right? Yeah. Like both teams are like that. The thing, the reason that I was fairly confident Liverpool was going to win this game and part of the reason, actually, I think a big part of the reason that Liverpool has been so successful the past few years and continues to be successful has to do with the way that they approach every game. And um, I'm actually going to sort of trash my own team into compliment <laughs> Liverpool, but I do think that City oh, has yeah. a problem <laughs> where they don't, they don't, Pep doesn't change tactically who they're playing. It doesn't matter who they're playing. They play their way, right? And I think that obviously that works for them about 99% of the time. Like they don't need to, they impose their game upon them. Liverpool does not do that. And I do think that there's this mindset in a lot of people that like, if you don't play your way and you impose your way on the other team, then you can't possibly be a good team, right? But the way that Liverpool does is when Liverpool plays a team like City, they're gonna sort of fall back on more of a counterattack style. They're going to, you know, they're gonna let City have the ball 
they're perfectly comfortable with city having the ball and they're going to break quickly in the opposite direction. That's how they're going to play against a a possession-based team like city. Right. But then when they play a Tottenham, a team like Tottenham, who is also a quick break counterattack team, right. Um, they're not going to do that. Liverpool's not going to look to play like that in the same way that they would against city. Liverpool is still comfortable with the ball, right? Like it's hard to say, like I, I reject the notion that Liverpool is a possession-based team because they're not a possession-based team. But I also kind of have a hard time classifying them as a counterattack team, like a Tottenham or an Atletico Madrid either because they're not purely a counterattack team either. They're really flexible between the two styles based on who they're playing. And I think that's something that has allowed them to be really successful. And it allows them to sort of play to their strengths in whichever game they're in. And so I think against Tottenham, like both teams obviously like don't in an ideal situation, don't want to have, you know, huge chunks of the possession, but Liverpool is comfortable with having huge chunks of the possession and Tottenham is not. And so when Liverpool can sort of adjust to like, do you get what I'm saying? Like they, I completely, I, I, I agree with you that the adjustment was made for Liverpool to be able to beat Tottenham. And it's, and I think that's something that they and Klopp consistently do is that whether they're playing a possession-based team or a counterattack team, they adjust the way that they, their team functions in response to that. And I think that people get a little like vaguely insulted by that, because again, what I was saying earlier about the, like, you have to impose your game on the, on the, like the way that you play on the game. But I think that like. City and Barcelona have proved that while that, yes, like while when you have all of your players in top form and everyone's healthy, that works and you can be very successful with that. There are also downsides to that. And of course there are downsides to adjusting your team every game as well. Like, of course there are, there are downsides to both sides, but I think that this like idea that like adjusting specifically to absorb the strengths of the other team, like, is a bet is a benefit i wish pep did it more often there you go i just did a whole lot of complimenting of liverpool at actually the detriment of my own team isaac davenport you better be listening <laughs> i do agree with you i do think that it's um i mean like pep was never going to change his style sure he, no. he enforced it at barca he enforced it at Bayern. he ends up enforcing it at city and, and i don't even it's, think it's i'm not like, like trashing that I'm not like trashing that. You know what I mean? Like he plays, he and his teams, they play possession-based soccer. Honestly, City couldn't play a counter-attack game. That's not the way that they're built. Like they couldn't do that, but they do sort of very much. And I think that that's one of the reasons that Liverpool has been able to be that successful. Liverpool, I think, could have a difficult time out possessing a possession team, right? Like they can't play a a possession-based game against Man City. City's better at possession than Liverpool is, but Liverpool is still really good at possession so that when they play counterattack teams, they're okay having the ball. Because a lot of times when you see two, two like fast break counterattack teams play each other, it's all, it's always kind of interesting because neither team wants the ball and they're like, they almost don't know what to do with the ball when they have it, but Liverpool doesn't have that problem. So they know what to do with the ball when they have it. And so I think that's like, that's sort of why Liverpool was always going to come out on top, the Tottenham game. Yes, I, I, I agree with that. I, 
I mean, Re- Mourinho knows what he wants to do with Tottenham and he's playing his game and Liverpool like, beat him at yeah. that. I do, can we mention him walking up to Klopp and saying yes. um, the better team lost, which I just yes. think is so, such like such a Mourinho thing to say, but it's that's funny because so Klopp classic is Mourinho. so like, like Klopp almost would do the same thing. So I thought it was really funny that it was like that's those That's very, very classic on. Mourinho. And now obviously anyone with any common sense knows that the best team did not lose. Liverpool are better than Tottenham. <laughs> it's- it's the truth I don't love that I I, although I don't hate it either because I don't like either team but that here's the thing that irritated me about how people on Twitter refuted that comment right because I totally agree he's incorrect like the better team won I just went on and on about how I think that's true and how I thought that result was inevitable like But, and this kind of goes into what I was saying, people were pulling up the possession statistics on that game and being like, see, Liverpool had more possession. The better team won. I'm like, can can we please stop using possession statistics (laughs) to determine who the better team in a game was? Like, you... Unless you have two possession-based teams playing each other, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Tottenham never wants the ball. Tottenham will beat you for nothing with... 35% 35% of the possession. They We've don't care. They don't already. want the ball. Like, <laughs> they don't want it. Just, that is not the, st- I agree with you. I agree. Liverpool were the better team. I, I'm, yes, you're right. But that statistic is not it. That's not the point to make. Mourinho's teams don't want possession. They never have. They never will. It's not a dunk on Tottenham to say that they lost the possession. They don't want the possession. They don't want the ball, guys. They don't want it. I mean, it's like saying like Atletico Madrid like wasn't a good team because it didn't have the ball. Like they don't, I don't swear like, to God that team is never was to possess the ball. Well, and this goes into like an overall problem up. of I think that people like at some point people got it in their head that the only like right proper way to play was possession was like the the pet Barcelona style possession based and that's the superior way to play. And if you don't play like that, then you're not really a good team. And I'm like, y'all are stupid. Like. And, and, and it's gone to the point where people then think it's an insult when you say that their team plays counterattack style. And yeah. I'm like, I'm not insulting you. Like, <laughs> what? Like, because here's the example I, I frequently give. I'm like, because people, people come at me sometimes and they're like, well, you only like possession-based teams like because I like City and Barca. But I'm like, Dortmund is not a possession-based team. Dortmund, much like Liverpool, are best on the counterattack but can possess the ball. They're okay. They're comfortable having the ball, but they're not a possession-based team. They don't want to have the ball not the entire game. Like Holland, does, Holland is a counterattack player. Like, yeah, <laughs> like I just oh, possession is not everything. Please stop touting st- possession statistics as the reason that Liverpool is a better team than Arsenal. They are a better team that are than not than Arsenal. Oops. Well, they are stop a better saying, team than Arsenal. They are a better team than Arsenal, team, but. We don't need to. <laughs> But stop saying that the possession-based statistics are why the best team won in uh, Liverpool Tottenham. They the best team did won, but possession is not why. Like I I just uh it irks me. I mean, it you just also like, can see teams who have more possession lose. Like it's not yeah, unusual. City City has more possession in almost I can't remember the last time that they didn't have the majority of the possession in a game that they play. They do not win every single game that they play. Like I don't know what to tell you guys. Like. And it just, to me, those sorts of comments, like, 
and this is gonna be so mean but like you need to when people to make it. those comments yeah I'm gonna say it when people make those comments I'm just like you don't know what you're talking about like you're not knowledgeable about soccer like you don't have an actual basis for your knowledge you just like watch a bunch of games like you don't actually have like like I'm like if you because here's the thing if you have literally ever played competitively in your life like I don't care if you were 12 years old like if you've played like travel soccer you know that possession does not matter do you know how many games in my life that I have played where my team had so much of the ball but we lost one nothing like I or when my team had none of the ball but we won two nothing like I and I don't know if this is one of those things where like you have to have played. I don't feel like it's something where you had to have played to like understand, but like, it really seems to me that the people who say this on Twitter are just like, you don't know what you're talking about. Like you have a, you do not have a deep understanding of how the game works. Well, I think there's a lot of people, I mean, you say that about any sport, right? There's people sure, who talk but I'm who like, don't know anything. <laughs> for sure. Obviously like a bunch of the people, but I, I'm just like, and it's more frustrating, I think, when I'm like, I don't want to, like, I'm not going to disagree with these guys on Twitter because, A, like, that's asking for, to be hate-crimed. But, like, <laughs> like, because they're right, but they're wrong, you know? The women are my only bright spot of being an Arsenal fan. They beat Everton. I think they played Everton as well. They beat them like four or five, nothing. So, well, on the topic of women, uh, the oh. WSL says goodbye to Alex Morgan, which, which is crazy. Like I get, like, so I think that there's actually, like personal reasons. Do you know why? I've read, I've read a little bit more about it in the intervening times. Um, her contract was only until December, which I hadn't realized in the original reporting of it. It sounded like it was she was leaving early. Um, so apparently her, the deal was only for the half of the season that she played. So she f- oh. totally fulfilled her contract. She just didn't like renew it. Um, and I think the, I, the impression that I got was that she wanted to come back to the U S um, she, obviously she had her daughter over there with her and there's some like mutant COVID over in the UK now. And I, I think like, and they're like, well, I think like with the mutant weird. COVID and her like infant daughter and like, I think there were enough factors that um, yeah. sort of persuaded her not to pursue a new contract, um, which I think does make a difference. The fact that it was a, a contract was up rather than, or the deal, yeah. whatever I think so situation too. it was that that was up. Um, I think that if I, I don't believe that if the contract hadn't been up and that the deal had lasted through June or whatever, that she would be leaving. I think that she would yeah. see out a year if she had said she was going to play a year. But um, I think that, yeah, I think that I'm sad to see her go, but she gotta do what she gotta that, do i think the part was the the weird part was just that she was injured so she really yeah. only played like maybe four games like it seems like she was just getting she, going she didn't play yeah. at all really um honestly tottenham doesn't have a chance now to get in the top three of the wsl um i'm not just saying that they probably weren't going to make it even with her but um it's interesting i'm interested again to see if the movement of players from the u.s to continues um to england continues i think the really telling factor i think the really telling factor will be if the if muis lavelle heath 
press if they stay on again another year. Yeah, exactly. I completely. I agree. think that will tell us a lot about what how it what direction it's going to go in. I think if they stay on another year, then I think that's pretty indicative that I think that if they stay on another year, even more players will come next year. I yeah. think if they don't, if they just play out there one year and they go back to the NWSL afterwards, I think that you won't see a large scale movement of American players um, from the NWSL to the WSL until you start getting multi-year contracts out of the women. Yes, yeah, the contracts need to be longer. Well, it'll be interesting to yeah, watch going to forward. Um, and there've been entertaining games, so can't really complain with that. I was going to just say, let's touch on, because as we were just discussing Dortmund, just say Dortmund, they won and they lost. They won. Yeah. They won. It says, I wrote, midweek wins for Dortmund and Bayern. Actually, the Bayern Leverkusen well, game they beat, was the game. They beat, they beat Werder Bremen, and then they lost to Berlin on Friday, and then they won in the German, in the, Cup, the German Cup yesterday. I would yep. say the only thing about Dortmund – they're clearly missing Holland. Makoku did score his first goal. Um, mm-hmm. And I honestly think if they can figure out a way to play both of them together, that might Look, be very nice. I do think Makoko has some developing to do. The I don't remember which game it was in that I watched him do this, but he missed it was several the, sitters. I think that was not, I don't know which game it was. but it, it, He scored in their loss, so it must have been the one they won. It doesn't really matter, but just like several goals that he had no business not scoring we actually talked about this I think in the sense that like I'm willing to give him a little bit of cut him a little bit of slack because he's literally barely 16 but like he's not he's not quite there yet it's pretty clear that he's not quite there yet I was willing to just play him (laughs) you gotta finish those he's played in like two Bundesliga games before that okay but I was giving him a little bit of slack and I I would give him slack I would give him, sl- I would cut him more slack if Dortmund had other people who could score. But Dortmund That's without true. Holland ha- has a difficulty scoring. Would you have put someone else in his position though? Like who would you have put as striker instead of him? In those I don't games? know that I would have put someone as striker yeah. instead of him, but just like he, that's, I don't count that as a great performance if he's missing. Oh great, yeah, no. Like really, you I'm know. I'm not saying he played amazing. Sitters. I'm not trying to say I just that. Think, I'm just saying no, like, I, I still agree, think yeah. you should play him. Anyway. I don't think that, but I just don't know that I'm ready to go. Let's switch around the formation so him and Holland can play at the that's same true. time when yeah, Holland's maybe not. back. Yeah, maybe I, I think that I think that he's not quite there yet. Just because Dortmund have enough issues they need to work out without changing their. Honestly, can they not play works. Jordan Sancho? <laughs> Jaden, it's oh, Jaden Sancho, Jordan Rachel. Sancho. Every God single time it. you call him Jordan, what? his name someone, is Jaden. Is there someone called Jordan? Is there is that someone no. who I'm thinking no. No, you're just okay. Either way, I, don't I know. still don't like him. Not as like a person, as like a player. Still not a massive fan. He's also not having um, a great season, but he's not having a great season. I think we've talked about it before. I think he struggled with the change in his role when Holland came in. And I that's not to like say that he shouldn't have gotten over it by now. Like he should have figured it out by now. It's been like a year, but like I do think that he struggled with that and hasn't been able to recover from it. Yeah. Moving on to La Liga, Barca won and tied. And then won yeah, again. Um, to illustrate my possession point, 
the possession statistics in this two to two draw, Barcelona had 73% of the possession. Like, y'all can just drop it on the possession, please. Um, The only other thing I would say about Barca this week would be Messi scored his goal to put him over Pele and the most goal scored at a club. I will say that I did not watch a ton of the Barca games the past week. Um, So we were watching Premier League. So um, I didn't see a ton, but my dad was watching it on his computer. And according to him, um, Messi seems a lot more eager, a lot more involved. He's playing Mm -hmm. better than he's played. He's playing better in the last couple of games. Really, and I know I did see this last week, like ages ago. And apparently yesterday he played quite well as well. So he did. I th- he's given the impression the last couple year couple games that he's sort of turned a corner in the sense. And I I don't know if that's he was just out of form or if he was having issues with management or whatnot. Um or he was just still pissed off from the summer. I don't know. But it does appear that he has got his his motor going a little bit again which is yeah always good to see so yep we'll see if he uh, if he keeps that up but they're 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 not looking amazing they are looking better and honestly you can't really ask for anything else right now yeah i'm not really expecting too much from barca this season but i'm kind of okay with that i'm fine with that i think if they like who are they playing they're playing psg champions league I feel like if they can like get to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, I'll I'll feel like okay, okay. I don't know. I don't brief, know why I feel like this that. just reminded me. Um, quick, quick U.S. men's national team watch. Um, Josh Sargent scored today for Werder Bremen. Yes. I don't know if they ended up winning their game. They did. They won three nothing. Let's make sure he didn't score again. No, he didn't. He just scored the one. Um, but what? Why? PSG made me think of it is good old uh Tim Weah at oh, Lille. Yeah. Lille scored a goal today for them um and they are at least they were top of the they were they top are. of the table are they, they still, still are top of the table yeah we love it when PSG is the top of the table <laughs> PSG is actually in third oh sad who's above them Lyon is Lyon yeah, mm. yeah lovely we love leo and so, um that's great because we so yeah PSG, so u.s men's national team watch we got two two goal scores today. oh the other u.s men's national team watch is the kid from is it wolves or, at wolves yes. yeah well i don't know what his name is odisawi odisawi yes, yeah, he, he came on and something like that geez in I their just game that. against chelsea their game mm-hmm. against chelsea and what assisted a goal uh-huh. like immediately he looked promising so he played again and then i didn't watch there he's played twice game. he's I played twice the chelsea game i didn't watch the match day 14 one mm, but they played burnley they lost to burnley but he played again The FIFA Best Awards. Um, I mean, we all knew Lewandowski was going to win that. I think that's rightfully so. I don't think anyone's really arguing with that. Um, what did have everyone in an uproar? <sighs> Coach of the year. I just don't understand. Here's my thing. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to rant. But I just, like, no coach has 
taken a team that was not doing amazing and turned them around to the dominance that Hansi Flick turned Bayern around at the end of last season. Like, there's no reason in my mind that Flick should not have won. I just, I don't understand why Klopp for Liverpool, I mean, Liverpool wasn't bad. I don't think he was like obviously a bad manager, but there's no reason he should have won that award. I had a few conversations, several conversations, one of which was with a Liverpool fan um, who agreed that Flick should have won that. And we were saying how, if you want to say the manager of the last five years or three years, then sure, there's a good argument to make for Klopp to be the best manager of the last five years. Like Liverpool definitely took an upward turn when he took over, like, but we're not talking about the last five years. We're talking about the last 12 months in which Bayern Munich were unquestionably the most went from a team that was really shaky, right? Like at the beginning of the Bundesliga last year mm-hmm. to unquestionably the most dominant team in Europe, unquestionably the best team in Europe. And yeah. I genuinely think that, and even a whole lot of Liverpool fans that love Klopp agree that this was should have been Hansi Flick's word. And I just think that there's no actual argument that you can make. Like there's none. There just there, there just isn't one like, because like if if the award is for the past season that happened, there's no way like no no I think that it indicates team as much as Flick did. Like and I just, think that it indicates uh, a really big Premier League bias in these awards. Um in a way, but I, I also just think like, like who other than the Liverpool fans that have their heads so far up Klopp's ass actually thinks that Klopp was a more impactful manager for his team in the last 12 months. Yeah. I was wondering like, because it's voted on by people, like the players. Like, the I coaches, don't understand. Right? I understand like, the, like, I just don't understand. I Unless like people genuinely... like, were upset that Hansi Flick like made Bayern so dominant and they didn't vote for him, which I feel like is stupid. I, I just like I feel that. like people. I feel like maybe people that don't pay attention to the Bundesliga, like don't realize what a mess Bayern was before he took over. Yeah, that's true. They and that like have. he took over. He took over when in November. In, in like just around right now, like like in the winter. It's not like he took over like really early in the season, like. No. And they were the not. The Bundesliga race was really tight last year. Like it, it was tight because Bayern was behind in the beginning. Because Bayern and they was were a mess. losing a good amount. And I remember, like, and I hadn't been paying attention too much, but my dad obviously is a Bayern fan, so he watched every game. And I remember him like coming to me. He was like, "You have to sit down and watch them. Like this new coach has changed them." And I was like, "Yeah, it's just, it's just insane. I, I don't, I, I don't just, understand that. I really, genuinely, just don't understand." The other, the only other issue I had with the um, FIFA awards was the exclusion of Thomas Mueller from the best 11. I know. I mean, that man I, is I amazing on all levels. He, he should have been in. He quite literally, and I don't think there's really any argument to be made on this point, had the best season of his life. Yes. Yes. He, he, he was a machine. Like I, I have not seen, like, no I have way. not, <laughs> I have not really, I mean, I heard his name because I pay attention to the Bundesliga, but on the big stage, I had not heard his name since Germany won the world cup in 2014. That's six years ago. 
Really? Like, like, no, I mean, like, who was talking about him amongst the best players in the world since then? Like, well, in all honesty, when Lowe decided to, like, not have him be in the German national team anymore, I think that's what pissed him off. And then he just went off last season. That's, that's he, my thought of it. He exploded. And I think that people, people show up with this argument that, like, oh, well, he had world-class players, like, blah, blah, blah. He inherited this AA team. And I'm like, sure, yeah, but plenty of managers have world-class players like arguably better like players than he had but he got the most out of his players like he made them the best version of themselves which is why they were so good right like he figured out the system to play where he could include as many people like his top players and, and he got them, get them to bought work. in like, yeah. like half the battle with a, with a team is to make them a team and not a whole bunch of egos. When you have a whole bunch of world-class players on a team, like you have to have a coach that can control the locker room that can get them to buy in to the team. Yeah. Right. Anyway, I just, I don't know. I, I, that was a disappointment to see that. I think that everyone knows that Hansi Flick should have won. So I think that's a constellation, but it's still disappointing because I really think he did deserve that um, recognition. Yeah, he definitely did. I suppose just we can talk about Boxing Day for a hot second. Honestly, the game I think that's the most interesting is probably Leicester United to top of the table teams. And the other one is Wolves Tottenham. I would like to see our theory happen and Wolves beat Tottenham. Um, but besides that, Chelsea is going to beat Arsenal. City should beat Newcastle. I don't know if mm-hmm. you have any other thoughts on any of the other games. Um, I say all of that. I think actually game. Aston Villa Crystal Palace could be an interesting game. That's true. Um, yeah. Those are both teams that could be interesting. And honestly, Leeds Burnley could be interesting as well, because the one thing Burnley is good at is uh, holding down their back and we know how much Leeds loves to just attack 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 yeah it could be entertaining um, there could be a lot of goals so that could be an entertaining game um Liverpool should beat West Brom we say should maybe they'll lose who knows Everton should beat Sheffield Southampton should beat Fulham Brighton West Ham I don't really know what's gonna happen but I'll pay whatever. attention lightly to that I'll watch the game probably um, um so although yeah. on the topic of Lester Man U, Man U appears to have turned the corner. I yeah, but also Lester is playing really well. Who do they just beat? They just beat Tottenham. Yeah. It's gonna be, I think they're both on fire right now. I think it's gonna be a really entertaining Vardy game. Vardy also did um I think he blanked this week, did he not? Or he just he didn't I don't know. Vardy hasn't, Vardy scored a ton of goals early and then has been a little bit quiet. I feel like he actually, I think he scored one of them. Yeah. He scored the PK. He's been scoring a lot. I don't know. They've had some other players to, to take up because I don't think Vardy has been scoring as much. The reason I'm saying this is that I think Vardy could be due. Oh yeah. Um, Yeah, definitely. I don't know. I think it's been a, it's been a little while since he's sort of blown up. So think he could blow up again but Man U also they pulled it out late today against Everton in the Carabao oh, in, the, in the cup they're probably playing like not 
They're probably playing their second team. They scored their goals at 88 and 90 plus six. (laughs) Well, we'll see. It'll be, it'll be a fun game. I think I will wake up at 7 30 AM to watch that game. So, you know, I'm at least slightly interested. Yeah. That's all for this week. We'll see you next week on Kicking Balls.